Hello, and welcome to the Art of Living Well podcast. I'm Stephanie May Potter, and I'm here with my co-host, Marnie Dachis-Marmette. We created the Art of Living Well podcast to empower you to live your happiest, healthiest, and most authentic life. Each week, we will bring you inspiring and motivating conversations covering health and wellness topics, including fitness, mindset, food, travel, product reviews, and strategies from a variety of experts, including our own bank of knowledge. We are excited to educate, motivate, and inspire you to change the way you perceive health and discover your art of living well. Get ready to feel inspired. Hey, Stephanie, can you believe that the average mass-produced bottle of wine can contain up to 16 grams of added sugar? I know, that's crazy. That's more than a glazed donut. Oof, she kind of grosses me out. But anyway, we're so excited because we finally found clean crafted wine that we enjoy, that tastes good, and we don't feel like crap the next day. I am loving these Scout and Cellar wines. We've tried several of the different types and all of them taste good, like Marnie said. And we love the fact that there's no added sugar. They're free of chemicals and pesticides. They're grown with organic grapes and sustainable farming practices. And they have very low sulfites, which are one of the things that can often cause the headaches the next day. And, you know, it's summertime, it's patio season. It's so nice to just get outside. If you enjoy having a glass of wine, um, we are super excited to be part of Scout and Cellar. And we do have our online shop. So you just head on over to www.scoutandcellar.com. That's S-C-O-U-T-A-N-D-C-E-L-L-A-R.com slash the art of living well. You can have clean crafted wine delivered to your door. Hello and welcome to episode 33 of the Art of Living Well podcast. Today's guests are Zach Marmette and Isaac Gittleman. Zach also happens to be my son and um, he just finished his freshman year at the University of Michigan in Ann Arbor. He's planning to major in the program and the environment with a concentration in sustainable business and a double minor in entrepreneurship and complex systems. Isaac just finished his freshman year at Emory University and he's planning to major in creative writing. Zach and Isaac are lifelong friends. I've known them since they were little, little boys in preschool together. And it was so refreshing and fun to have these young men on the show. They, we talked about what it's like to be a freshman in college. We talked about stress and sleep and how they stay healthy and what they do for fun. And then we talked a little bit about even coronavirus and how that affected the end of their freshman year. So it was just so enjoyable to have them on the show. So without further ado, let's dive in with Zach and Isaac. We are so excited to introduce today's podcast guests. We have Zach Marmette, uh, my son, and his good friend, Isaac Gittleman. And we're really excited to talk to two college students who just completed their freshman years, each at different schools. I know both of you um, were very physically active in high school and for the most part led pretty healthy lifestyles when you were living at home. And we'd love to hear from you about your transition to college and how you have come to your belief systems around health and wellness. But I'm wondering if we can just 
get started by sharing with our listeners a little bit about your backgrounds and how long you guys have been friends. Yeah, so, uh, well, we both went to high school together and we both went at Blake. We've both kind of grown up together. We actually started off meeting way back in pre-K and then kind of were separate for a while and went to Herzl camp together as young kids and kind of became friends from that. And then I think once we kind of rejoined in middle school and high school, we became really close again. And uh, now we are distant at faraway colleges during the school year, but we definitely stay in touch with a close group of camp friends and each other. Yeah, that's, I don't really have much to add. It's been a long, it's been a long time. <laughs> You guys have had a really nice friendship for a long time. Yeah. So, um, and I'm curious what it was like for each of you transitioning to college life. I don't know if you want to kick that off, Isaac. Yeah. So I think that it was a mixture of like high school and camp at the same time in some mm -hmm. sense of like, uh, I had to walk everywhere and like, I didn't really know that many people at the beginning kind of so it was just this like it was some of the like chaos of camp of just moving around and having stuff going on all the time and of high school like navigating like people and friendships and relationships with just like like everyone around me um so i think i was really fortunate because i play ultimate frisbee and uh the the team at my school was really welcoming to me and so that was something that like three days a week I like look forward to and made close friends quickly. Um, but I definitely think the first month was a lot of like, okay, there's a lot of new things. Like how am I going to figure out a way to find some normalcy and routine? Um, but I, I think it came somewhat quickly. And was it hard for you to maintain like a healthy diet um, in your new environment compared to the home you grew up in? So I would say dieting was pretty easy because um, the dining hall that we have at my school is really good. I'm really lucky. And um, there's like a vegetarian vegan section that I would go to a lot that I actually thought the food was better at than the normal sections. Um, and then there was also like a big salad bar and they had fruit and yogurt in the morning. So I was like very, very lucky. Um, but I will say exercise wise, like ultimate practice was kind of the thing that kept me in like decent shape. I don't know. I, I tried not to think about dieting too much. I would mostly eat healthy meals, but you know, on the weekends or sometimes you want to go out uh, and get like a different meal with friends or something. And I try not to think about it too much and just be like, I want to enjoy this. And I eat mostly vegetarian, but if we're going somewhere with my friends and we get like a fried chicken sandwich or something, I like would be like, you know what, I'm going to enjoy this with friends. I'm in college and then try to just like mostly eat healthier. I don't know. And it's such great, um, I don't know, perspective and mindset. And honestly, for someone that's as young as you are, to already have gone through that and kind of know what works for you, but then know that life is about enjoying yourself and the time with your friends and you're in college and life is short too. So, um, and, yeah. And just to clarify, when I, when I'm referring to a healthy diet, I'm not referring to like dieting or restricting calories or anything like that. Got I'm just it. talking okay, about okay. eating in a healthy way. So okay, cool. just to clarify for our listeners and for you guys. Sorry. Yeah. And what about you, Zach? 
Um, well, similarly to Isaac, I would say that I think camp definitely, my experience at camp definitely played a big role in the transition to college, just because already having spent time living with big groups of people and having so much free time to just talk about anything with people, you know, to some people that amount of socializing can be overwhelming. And I think for me, it was almost welcome because I felt like it let me build close relationships with the kids around me really quickly. So kind of like Isaac, I had to kind of find a niche in the first couple of weeks. And um, I think for me, that was kind of the kids in my hall, in my dorm. And I really connected with them. We had this, we were really lucky to kind of have this little lounge space in the middle of it. And that made all the difference in the world just because it was a place for everyone to kind of convene and hang out. And I think that really helped me with my transition just because we could all kind of talk about what we were going through, start figuring out classes, start figuring out life there. And yeah, I think that just really helped me kind of warm up to college. And I don't think it necessarily matters who that group of people are for you, but I think regardless of whether or not you kind of stay friends with those people, I think it is really helpful to quickly kind of find a group of people you feel comfortable around in the beginning. Um, yeah. And then in terms of healthy eating and dieting and staying physically fit, um, like Isaac, I also tried out and played on the ultimate Frisbee team. And that was really key for me this year. I would say it's, it's really hard to kind of be, have a routine in college when life is like more sporadic than ever. So I think having consistent practices was really helpful. And aside from that, just kind of setting even like a weekly or monthly goal in terms of working out, I felt like was more effective than trying to be like, all right, I'm going to work out today because who knows how much homework you're going to have, what other things are going to pop up. But I think just kind of keeping a bigger goal in mind for me was easier than trying to do little things every day. And do you think there were habits that you had when you were in high school or just even your home environment that helped you be so successful? I mean, it sounds like you guys transitioned really well and maybe camp played a role in that, but were there um, habits or things that you did prior to going to college that made the transition a little bit easier for you when it comes to like your physical and even your, you know, your mental health? I mean, I definitely think like growing up in, at least it like in my household, there's definitely like value <laughs> on uh, like value in uh, eating healthy and working out and staying in shape. And I, I mean, yeah, like I do think that definitely plays a role. Like I've grown up somewhere Yay! where <laughs> it worked. It pits pain off Marnie. <laughs> we're like, I'm encouraged to, you know, stay, stay in shape, do these things. And you know, I watch my parents do that. I, yeah. And that definitely encourages me to go out and do that on my own. And I think, you know, when I was younger, I wasn't as motivated for that. And I eventually decided I wanted to be in better shape physically. And that has kind of continued into today. I think I kind of found my motivation and found my like inspiration, I guess you could say. And that was what it took. I'd say for me, like junior year in high school, 
I watched the documentary and then did some other research on like what it would be to be more vegetarian, well, first to be vegan, but really more to be vegetarian. Because for me, like it wasn't really practical to be vegan. And I kind of wanted to try it out. And I really at first was almost entirely vegetarian and was feeling a lot better. And then kind of like settled into a mostly vegetarian diet where every couple of days, once a week, somewhere in there, I would just eat something that had meat in it and enjoy it. Um, and so I think because I had that shift in late high school, by the time I got to college, I had already kind of one, gotten used to it and two, felt that it was helpful. And so I was kind of, because I was lucky enough to have a dining hall that could support that, for me, it was just like an easier transition. And I was fortunate enough to kind of be going through the transition of exploring different types of eating habits when I was at home with my parents, where there are fewer restrictions on what I, what food I have access to. So yeah, I think that was probably pretty helpful. What documentary did you watch? I can look it up. I honestly don't remember. There's a lot of different ones at this point. Yeah, no, um, I'm curious. Yeah, I, I can send it later. That's okay. I, just a curiosity thing. So, um, so what would you say is your motivation to stay healthy at this point? And when I say healthy, I mean, you know, physically healthy, mentally healthy, you know, what you're eating healthy, all of the above. Personally, I, I would just say like feeling good, both like about, you know, feeling good about myself, feeling good in terms of like waking up and feeling energized for my day and like having, yeah, feeling, feeling good about like, yeah, that's, that's really all of it. Which is awesome that you guys are feeling this way at, again, a young age, Marnie, I don't know if you recall back to your freshman year in college or even just college years in general. And I don't think I ever really put a correlation between food with like diet and weight more, I think in that era. But um, I don't know if I had the motivation or realization necessarily that you guys do. So I just think this is awesome. Sorry, I know um, yeah, I think no. we were going to start to talk. No, it's all good. I was I, just going to say, oh. Go sorry. ahead, Isaac. I was just going to say, like Zach was saying, you feel good. Like, I think for me, a lot of it is just like the mental aspect of if I go for a run or I have a practice, I feel so much better than on weekend days where I'm studying all day or something. And I don't get even just like walking around that can feel good or going for a really short run or something like I, my whole day feels better. And I like, for me, that's the main thing is like, yeah, I feel physically better, but as much as I can for me, it's just how can I like feel good and enjoy like even days where I'm studying all day or something in college. And so I think it's like a balancing act, but yeah, I mean, you can tell the difference in a day where you finally like get time to work out and a day where you stack two or three days in a row where you haven't been working out and or even like a week or two. I mean, I, I like it's college. You can't control everything, but you just like you feel better. And that really is amazing that you guys have figured it out. You know, a lot of parents are constantly trying to tell their kids, you know, eat healthier, you're going to feel better, work out more, go take a run, whatever, so that you feel better. But a lot of kids and teens resist that over and over again. And the fact that you guys have both, you know, made that connection at such a young age is really going to set you up for a pretty successful life. Yeah. I mean, I would say that 
I think one thing we both have in common is we both kind of made that decision ourselves to some extent. I do think that has a big impact as well. Like I, I think, you know, there's only so much a parent can do to get their kid to feel good by doing these things when it's not their own decision. Like uh-huh. I think part of feeling good about it is that you kind of, you did it yourself. So that definitely absolutely. And you, you were, you spent the last year or a good part of the year in an environment where if you wanted to, you could have gone completely crazy. Right. And kind of, und- you know, sort of, gone against some of the, uh, some of your upbringing as far as having a healthy lifestyle, right? And you didn't, you kind of stayed the course. And not to say that you didn't veer off course a little bit because I, you know, I'm sure everyone does, but for the most part, you kind of stayed true to your, the habits that you had and continued with them because of how you felt. So. Uh, So uh, off what Zach was saying, I think a lot of it's like, it has to be someone's choice and a lot of it's about balance and I think for me the most important thing is like making really small changes that I can do over a long period of time because I've seen friends and other people try to change too much too quickly either with working out or with eating habits or anything else and it's like they're so sore from one workout or it's such an unenjoyable eating thing that they try it for a couple weeks and then never do it again I think that like it doesn't really matter how much you do. It's just like this, the slow, like, are you enjoying it? Cause if, if you're not enjoying it, like, at least for me, like part of college is just like enjoying the process of being in a different space and learning a lot of different things about myself. And like, it, I think like I am not perfect in health habits by any means. And like, there's no point where I could look at in the mirror and say like, I've done it. Like I've achieved a healthy style and so by that I mean like everyone's just kind of doing it in different ways and I think that sometimes is hard to get perspective on when you're just being told like eat healthy um, by a parent so that's why I agree with Zach where some of it kind of has to be your own choice of no like I actually want to hold myself accountable to this. And that is truly amazing Isaac like what Stephanie and I do in our profession is to help people do just what you said making small changes over a long period of time because that's really how you can um, sustain those changes and the fact that you're intrinsically motivated to do that is amazing at 19 yes. years old. <laughs> I agree Marnie I was thinking the same thing. So switching gears a little bit from more of like the food and um, working out, you know, we know there's a lot of stressors that come with college and balancing outside activities and the academics, you know, how did you learn to balance those stressors and what tools do you use to help you de-stress? I can go. I would say, um, I mean, I think, for me, at least, like, I'm a pretty social person. So for me, spending time with friends is a great way to de-stress and make sure that I leave time for socializing, whether that be with friends from my hall or friends I've met elsewhere or friends on my ultimate Frisbee team or whatever that is. I think just connecting with other people, you know, ter- taking a step away from whatever work is maybe that means like leaving my backpack in my room, whatever, so that I feel like separate from it. Uh, Just to focus on something else is great. Um, I would say also, I'm really into music. I play the piano and the guitar. 
And those are just two really great ways to help me de-stress that are completely separate where I just kind of take a break from everything and focus really hard on something else entirely. So that can be kind of the opposite. If I need a break from the socializing, if I need a break from the people, like that's also a really good way to just kind of reset mentally. So I would say, Oh, Uh, I would say high school definitely like prepared me for some of the stress of college. Um, I think we're both very lucky um, in our high school experiences. I know like for me, junior year was very difficult. And so some of the experience I had freshman year, I felt felt like I was prepared for. Um, But I think ultimate was really helpful for me. I agree with Zach. I think it's very much the social thing. I mean, I can compare my time at home during quarantine doing homework versus at school. I think at school, there's always something to look forward to, to get through homework for. And so it's kind of this motivating thing of if I get through my homework, I can go to practice and enjoy time with my friends or get a meal with somebody. Um, And so while I am a procrastinator, it was more motivating because I had things to get through. Whereas at home, it was much more difficult for me to do work because there wasn't something to go do, you know? And so I like found quarantine work probably twice as hard to do. I think it took like twice as long for every assignment. Yeah, Yeah, I can certainly understand and relate to that. You know, obviously we know there's a lot of unhealthy ways um, to unwind. So how do you, you know, with the stress and obviously there's people around you, you guys seem really grounded and you have these really healthy outlets. So it's social and sports and even Zach, like you said, the music, which I think is great because it's this creative side too, right? And you're utilizing different parts of your brain. Um, but kind of how do you, you know, with all of this, some of the unhealthy stressors that surround you, you know, how do you sort of stay grounded in what you, what you believe in a bit without getting into too much? Without getting into too much detail. Trouble. Yes, right. Without getting into too much trouble. Exactly. I would say that like most of my friends in college have at least one thing that like might not be the main thing they're doing and they might not do it very often, but it's something that they either used to be passionate about or still enjoy doing. And so I think like it really depends on just a lot of different things for every person, but like, I I think it's one, like for some people about allowing time to do things that you enjoy that don't really contribute to anything in terms of like the expectations of college, like, I am a creative writing major. And so because writing is sometimes so much a part of what I'm doing, even though I enjoy it, it's not always an escape because it's part of my classes. And so I think that's something that's important is like finding things that don't mean anything in terms of they're not an expectation. Um, And yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think, I think being with people really was the easiest way for me to get through stress because they're going through the same thing. And so you can kind of be like, all right, you know, like we're all in this together. Like, let's go uh, to Like I went to a music festival at the beginning of the year and that was really interesting. And like, I don't know, I think, I think social life and finding like personal interests and hobbies. I think yeah. that's really good advice because I, I know when I went to college, I felt like I was just like released in this big school with no framework, groundwork, like nothing. I was just like there. And I think that 
the fact that you guys have, you know, all these interests and outlets and possibilities and ways that you know how to, you know, take some of the things you did in high school and turn them into um, healthy de-stressors in college is pretty awesome. Yeah, I mean, I think like that feeling of freedom at the beginning of college is definitely still kind of there. Like that feeling of like, wow, like you kind of re realize like I could really like do whatever I want right now. I, but I think that's like a really important thing to kind of go through and come out of. And, you know, I think, I think everyone goes through that regardless of their lifestyle and everyone comes out of it with a different kind of approach to their lifestyle. And it's just about kind of finding what works for you and also, you know, finding a balance between like consistency and uh, freedom, I guess. Yeah, I think that's great. And I agree, Zach. I think you all, everyone needs to go through that. That's part of the, part of the lifelong um, journey when you go to school and having to be away from home for the first time. Right. I mean, I'm, I'm just kind of thinking like, you know, it's not like we're both going to college, like, wow, like we need to work out three times a week and we need to, right. I need to play the piano and <laughs> I just need to create a break twice a week. Like, yeah. you know, we're, we're going in, you know, I think it's important to go in with an open mindset and kind of add the things, you know, if you're adding things you did in high school, you're adding them because you enjoy them, not because you feel like you have to continue them. Not because your mom was telling you to practice piano, you know, right. four times a week, right? <laughs> no, when I heard that, first of all, that he had a, they have music rooms yeah, in yeah, their dorm, lucky. and that when he was feeling stressed, he was going into the music room to de-stress mm -hmm. by playing some piano. I was like, wow, that's amazing. Like, <laughs> That is amazing, because I have to say, in hindsight, I'd stopped taking the piano taking piano lessons freshman year. And when I got to college, I had a friend that was doing that and our piano was not in our dorm. It was like in a rec center somewhere. And I kept thinking how much I regretted that I stopped playing the piano because I would have really enjoyed doing that. So that's awesome that you're continuing on to play. So, so switching gears a little bit, um, sleep, which is probably something that at least I know Zach, your mom, prioritizes, right? But how do you make sleep a priority in college when you could be, I mean, there's times when you're up all night studying and then there's stuff to do on the weekends that you're up late and, you know, is it, is sleep important to you and how do you make it a priority? Well, I have a bad history of not sleeping enough, especially like even in high school and also in college. I think that I was able to get a little bit more sleep in college because in high school, I found that like, one like the, you have a whole day of school and then practice and then like the next thing and then homework and so i found with high school it was like harder for me to get out of the rhythm because the whole day was blocked off where like i had to be in school from like seven to three and then practice for a couple hours with dinner and other things and then like by the time it was late at night like i was just starting homework whereas at college like you don't really have class all day every day and so there's more work but also more time to like figure things out and if I need to like sleep in a little bit the schedule is just more forgiving so I think I definitely fell into a pattern of like not sleeping enough but I think it was a little bit easier because there was more wiggle room in my schedule to either like stay up later if I needed to or even like not be at school at seven um but yeah I think that like 
there were definitely some points where I was not getting enough sleep at all. Um, and I think that part of that was the excitement of trying to figure out how to make things work when I was brand new to college and didn't know what I wanted to be doing. Um, and also part of that is just because I think that I naturally sleep a little bit less than I should. <laughs> yeah. Um, kind of similarly. I mean, I just, I really tacked on a lot for myself this year and I did that because I like being busy and I like getting involved in different things and doing all these sorts of different things, I guess. Um, but it definitely added up. I definitely did not prioritize sleep this year. And that is definitely a goal of mine going forward to kind of continue figuring out how to balance doing everything I like to do and having time to relax and also like with friends and also having time to sleep so I can do it again the next day. Um, because yeah, I mean, there are definitely times where I would wake up in the morning feeling like, wow, like I did not sleep enough last night. You know, I stayed up too late studying. I stayed up too late doing whatever. And now I'm exhausted for class. And there were other days where, you know, it'd be a weekend and I would sleep half the day and I'd be like, wow, I feel great. But now it's 1 PM. <laughs> so definitely trying to kind of, yeah. And that's, again, part of that is just the sporadic life of a college student, but part of it is again, trying to figure out what works for me and the balance. And that's something I can work on going forward. How has that changed for you guys in quarantine right now? Are you feeling like you're able to get more sleep with, you know, the lack of being able to go to a lot of places? I feel like I've been sleeping too much. I like, don't like it. <laughs> You're getting I mean, caught up. <laughs> well, I like am used to, I think I'm at my best when I'm getting like seven and a half hours of sleep or something in there. And I feel like I've struggled. Like I don't have something to like get me out of bed in the morning. So sometimes I'll like wake up and just like lay in bed for an hour. Cause there's not like school or something else. That's like, Oh, this is like, this is going to get me going today. And so I don't know. I, I sometimes over like breaks, even like summer break, I like, we'll get into this rhythm of going to bed too late and then waking up in the middle of the day. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I like, I think trying to run in the morning has been starting to change that, but I'm still not quite there. Yeah. Um, I, I would agree. I think my mom's laughing because she had seen my sleep schedule in quarantine. <laughs> not pretty. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, I think, like we talked about earlier, there's not, it's really hard to motivate. And, you know, it, while I had classes, you know, those classes were on East coast time, which meant that they were an hour earlier for us than for them. So that was getting me up at a reasonable hour when school was happening. And I think now that it's not, it's been really hard to kind of create a self schedule out of, different things that really don't need to happen at a certain time. So, you know, why get up to run at nine when I could run at 4 PM. Now there are obvious reasons why it would be helpful to get up to run at nine, but it's hard <laughs> to motivate. So I think, yeah, it's difficult. Well, th this is hard for adults too right now. We're, our schedules are all out of sorts as well. 
any advice that you may have that you, or something you wish you knew before you left for college? And maybe, you know, talking about any advice you'd have to others who are heading off to college for the first time, hopefully in the fall. I can pass on advice that I got that I think was really helpful. Um, my brother right now is a, like finishing up senior year in college and he, I visited him when I was like a junior in high school, I think. And I, uh, when I visited, he was, I was like hanging out with him in one of his friend's apartments, I think. And he was kind of talking to me about some of the loneliness of college and not in a way of like, a, am especially going through anything. Cause I don't think it was really personal as much as it was just like talking about some of the reality of different friends in his various circles. I think that was really helpful for me because I think in high school, it was really easy to talk about all the really exciting things about college. And I think there are so many things that I looked forward to and also got, but I think it's also true, especially at the beginning that when you don't have the same friends that you've had forever and family to fall back on right away, it's really different. And there are also times at college where I would just like sit down and be like, I don't know what I'm going to do right now or who I am going to do anything with. And that I don't think is a feel a feeling that I really got in high school as much, just because I think there wasn't really as much room for it. Even now when I'm in my house, like there's just people around. Um, but I think it's like, it was an important thing for me to acknowledge going into college because I was more ready for it. And I like watch myself and others go through it at different capacities at different times of, you know, it's just a really different thing being your own support system. That's a really good point that I think a lot of people probably don't think about because they are so excited about all these other things you hear about college. So thank you for sharing that. Yeah, um, I can definitely relate to that also. I mean, I remember there are times where my mom would call me at like 1 p.m. or 2 p.m. Um, on a school day and my voice would be like hoarse when I was talking and she'd be like, are you like sick? Are you okay? And I'd be like, I'm just realizing that I haven't really talked yet today because I've, you know, I woke up early. I went to the dining hall. I went to a couple lectures and here I am talking for the first time. And it's, it's a hard realization that's it's, you know, sometimes you're doing a lot of things alone and it, it definitely takes getting used to. Um, uh, I would say my, some of my advice would be, I guess, to go in kind of without expectations, um, expectations that you're going to do exactly what you did in high school or that you're going to be some sort of person or that you're going to, I don't know. I think there's a lot of self-discovery in college and I think it's really important that you kind of let that happen and don't necessarily try to push yourself in a certain direction just because that's what you've always done. Um, yeah. I love that. I think that's excellent advice, Zach. Um, Cause I think sometimes you go into college with like who you were from high school, whether you were an athlete or a musician or whatever it is. And you think that that's what you need to be or, you know, similar goals or expectations. And I think that's part of the, the joy of college and going away is that self-discovery. So. so I know that both of you had your freshman years cut short, which was pretty sad due to everything going on with COVID. And I'm wondering how 
you think this has impacted you emotionally and what it's been like um, moving back home, like especially unexpectedly, but now I know you both aren't going to camp this summer. Like, what does that feel like knowing you're going to be home for the whole summer now? And please be honest. (laughs) (laughs) Well, um, I would just say, I mean, I think everyone experiences this when they come home from college is that it's a very quick transition to having complete and utter control over your life to having not a lot of control over your life. Um, And what now with COVID, now you really have no control over your life. And now, you know, camp is a job and it's a place where we have a lot of responsibilities, but we also have a lot of freedom. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think it's really hard to all of a sudden go from, you know, happy go lucky college students to, uh, being confined to being at home. So it's a really tough transition. Um, I would say, oh, I didn't mean to interrupt. I would say for me, like it was just getting into the seventies in Atlanta. And so it was hard to go from that to like thirties and snowy. (laughs) Uh, right after spring break Um, but I would say that like schoolwork especially was interesting because I'm someone who likes to be pretty alone when I study and if I'm with friends who are doing their own like separate work that's okay and we'll talk a little bit but like I'm someone who likes to find a pretty quiet place to study and everyone has their own study habits but I can do that at school and find somewhere in the library or something where like there's people around me that I don't know and like they won't talk to me and I can just do my work and at home, it's just just like people who want to see you. It's like great because you you know you want to see them as well. But like I found it was just a, an adjustment with some of my schoolwork of how to be back home and in my house all the time when I'm someone who also just likes to move around and go different places when I study. Um, so that was one thing. I think also just like it's really interesting being home I think part of it is that I have I always am like pretty like I'm a procrastinator a little bit and so there's always things in my life that I say that I want to be doing but never have the time for so I think like this is like the brand name time to try all of those things because I have nothing else going on and so I don't know if there's like anything that I've been wanting to do or like wanting to try like, I, I don't know, I kind of have time for it. So that's kind of what this summer is going to be for me. I think running is one of those things where like, I've always said that I'm going to get into running and have never done it. And so I'm like, not even a week in. So I don't know what that means. Um, but even like writing wise, there are always things that I say I'm going to do and don't really do. And then on top of that, there's just trying to find some normalcy. So I don't know, it's just a weird balance. And I don't really have many answers. <laughs> That's really a great um, thought process is to try and take advantage of this time and do some things that, I mean, that's what I'm trying to do right now personally is try and take advantage of this time to do things that I don't normally have time to do. And um, instead of dwelling in it, because that's not going to help anyone either, right? Yeah. I mean, I think a big thing that's helped me is, has just been finding ways to get outside. I mean, I think everyone's taken advantage of this and we're lucky that, you know, it's not super nice out today, but in general, we've had 
relatively good weather the last month and going into summer, I would expect that to be, to continue being outside weather. But I definitely think, I remember we had a conversation about this the other day about how it's tiring to be at home all day. And there's, there's like an energy you get from going out and doing something else, whether that's like going to the grocery store or taking a walk around the neighborhood or like literally anything just to like change up where you are kind of like Isaac said with the studying. So I think that's really helpful and really important and really difficult when we're all supposed to be staying at home. So kind of finding ways to change where you are without, you know, putting people at risk, obviously. I think that's helpful. Yeah. And is there anything, I mean, obviously there's a lot of emotions like we talked about in this time uh, with staying at home. Is there anything else that helps you keep a positive mindset? So emotions are going to be up and down, but is there anything or just things that you tell yourself or kind of keep you going? Or maybe Zach and Isaac, you kind of can do that with each other to help, you know, raise each other up, if you will when your mom's driving you crazy at home and the dog's barking and all that good stuff. <laughs> I'm so sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. I would say we're both really lucky because we have a really strong group of friends from camp. And so I think that for me has been like the, the thing keeping me going is that one, we're kind of often talking to each other and two, we've found a couple different times to go meet up and get food, whether it's like two or three of us or a lot of us and like just, get food from a place to go and then stand six feet apart and talk and eat. And like, you know, we're wearing masks and gloves and whatever we need to, but at least we get to like see each other's faces because we're at college. We like still wouldn't be together anyways. So I think like having a good, like having that group to just like talk and meet up when we can, especially since like Zach said, since it's nice out, like for me, that's kind of been the biggest thing. Yeah, I think there's something about seeing people in person that, you know, it's it's awesome that we have Zoom and we have all these technologies to connect with people, but there's something about seeing people in person that's just different than seeing all of them on a screen and talking one by one and muting everyone else. Um, yeah, so we're definitely really lucky to have that group of friends. And yeah, I I think just connecting with other people and I don't know our generation's really good at like making jokes out of things that are terrible like memes so <laughs> I think that, like in general our generation is great at trying to make light of a bad situation that we know eventually has to end or in some way change where we're not living at home all the time so yeah, I mean, I think just whatever it takes to get people laughing and, you know, spending time with each other. Well, they say laughter is the best medicine sometimes, so. And I love I that you guys are using laughter and humor to deal with this situation because it's not, what else? <laughs> it's not fun for anybody and we're all in the same boat. And I also love that you're recognizing that your community of friends is really lifting you up. I personally, as your mom, am so thankful that you guys have this strong bond with each other in this tight-knit community because I think that really does help your mental health um, and is important. So I think it's great that you guys are recognizing that as well. Absolutely. So as we wrap up 
this conversation, we have one question that we'd like to ask all of our guests, and you guys can each answer separately. There's no right or wrong answer. Um, but what does the art of living well mean to you? I can go first. Um, I, to me, I think it's all about balance. Um, and I think like I have just come to learn that it's all about finding ways to like make habits kind of like what I was saying earlier that I can carry for a long time, but also just like, I, I think that sometimes I try to like be happy. I think for me, I've come to now just try to more to be content and just like good with where things are going. And I think that like happiness and sadness and all the emotions will come through. I mean, there's a certain element of of that that's like somewhat out of my control, but I think just creating habits the best that I can that will make me content and just like, you know, in a state of somewhat of balance and control over the things that I can control is like the best that I can do. And there's so many things that I can't control. One of them being like the coronavirus that, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I think there's like, sometimes I get myself too anxious about all of these things that I can do. And I think it's important to just like slow down a little bit and say like, yeah, so I would say balance. I think that's great. That's great advice that, you know, Marnie and I talk about with adults and you guys are not even 20 years old yet. So um, what about you, Zach? Um, I mean, similarly, I think, yeah, I mean, I think balance, I think routine, I think really whatever it takes to make, like I said earlier, like my motivation to live well, I guess, is to feel good about myself and to wake up in the morning, you know, feeling like I have purpose, feeling good about myself, um, feeling confident, whatever. And I think whatever it takes to do those things and to not feel kind of aimless. And I think often, like Isaac said, that means balance, that means routine, that means kind of staying in control of things you can control and accepting that you can't control everything. Um, Yeah, I, yeah. And I'm blown away by you guys. Like you guys are so eloquent and these life lessons that you're sharing are like things that it takes adults, many adults, like their whole lives. Decades, yes. Um, you know, even the whole issue of control and that you can't, that the things that you can't control, you have to just let go of and focus on the things you can control. That's a huge life lesson for so many people. So kudos to both of you. I, I agree. This has been very insightful. And I think not only the college age students, but adults are going to actually take a lot away from this conversation. So thank you for carving out some time. Made me teary listening to you both. <laughs> So um, thank you you guys so much for being on our show today and that you both get to go back to your, your respective schools in person this fall. Yes. Yes. Have a great summer. We are so excited that we created these fabulous new products for our listeners to support our podcast. Yeah, we have two new recipe books and one is curated for families. So there's lots of family-friendly recipes that both kids and adults will love. 
I've made these recipes for my family and everyone enjoys them. And then we have a second recipe book for those that want plant-based foods. And maybe you're already eating vegan or maybe you're just trying to incorporate more vegetables and plants into your diet. They both have shopping lists and they're made with ingredients that you can find at almost any grocery store. You don't need to go to like a specialty store to find these ingredients. And we also created a Minneapolis Healthy Restaurant Guide and we're really excited about it. We want to support our local restaurants and um, it's really meant for you to find little gems in town that maybe you didn't know about. It gives you a chance to eat healthy out in a restaurant. Um, the food is delicious at these places. They're sourcing local sustainable foods and we're just really excited to support our local healthy restaurant community. And then the last product that we created is our favorite Art of Living Well podcast water bottle. It's 24 ounces. You may have heard us talk about this on stories um, because it serves both hot and cold beverages. There's a straw, you can use it or use it without the straw and it's perfect for on the go at home, wherever, and it'll help keep you hydrated. So we'd love for you to try our products and support our podcast. As our listeners, you can head on over to our website, which is www.theartoflivingwell.us slash products and order yours today. Maybe even give one as a gift. And also just to let you know, we priced all of these products um, pretty low so that everybody could enjoy them. $7 per guide, $20 for the water bottle, and we'd love your support. Thank you so much for listening to the Art of Living Well podcast. We are so grateful that you joined us today. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend or anyone else you think may benefit from this information. We'd love for you to subscribe to our podcast, leave us a review, and tag the Art of Living Well podcast on social media. If you want more inspiration in between episodes, you can find us on social media at the Art of Living underscore well on Instagram and Facebook, where we will share snippets from our daily lives and our journey to living well. Thank you.